Immigrants. Guys, welcome to hey. a new episode of Movie Schmovie. This is uh, episode 170. Yeah. And I'm Steve. I'm John. I'm Ron. And uh, today, we're, or tonight, we're going to be discussing kind of like a twofer. We're going to do a quick recap of all the summer movies that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Maybe look back on the some of the ones we picked for our summer picks and see what we felt about those. And then also looking forward to the fall of 2016, September through December. And uh, kind of what we usually do is just kind of each of us will pick out a movie for each month, talk about it a little bit, uh, and why we're, you know, looking forward to it. The last time we got together to record an episode was the Marvel episode. And then that got bumped back because we added a couple of phoners because of Stranger Things and and Suicide Squad. Right. I hope people enjoyed the the run. We had six episodes in a row. Yeah. You know, for for a podcast that supposedly comes out every other week, we had six weeks in a row, and then we took an extra week off. Mm -hmm. Now we're back. We're refreshed. How's everybody feeling at the end of summer? Good. I I, I think um, some of the things that have happened kind of with uh, the site and all that stuff, I feel like life (laughs) Do people know about the site? Yeah. I, okay. So or the non-site, a, the lack of site. We had a site. Put a magic trick on you. Yeah, and then now it goes straight to the Facebook. I feel like that was fate or something. Like it's something that I thought about before. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. This, these things are kind of falling in place. I think there's a reason why it's that. I mean, we can we can kind of stay in contact with people that listen. Mm-hmm. It just seems a little more interactive than anything we've had. Yeah, so, so basically, we don't know what happened. Basically, yeah. our our old site is Just basically poof gone. And and we're all I, two of us are IT people. Yeah. And what essentially happened was the and the data, third is technically inclined. Yeah, absolutely, yes. absolutely. Yes. I'm no luddite, but I don't I don't I don't <laughs> dig around in that stuff quite the way you guys do. Right. But but I also think it's just as funny that it's a site that we had high hopes at different times for yeah. what, we, mm-hmm. what we might do with it, that we might right. start to write more pieces or treat it more like a blog. But really, just with just keeping the show on a regular basis, right. it's, it's sort of enough of a project. So the site, if you ever went to it, you may have found it to be. Rather redundant to other ways that you can play the podcast. Sure. It might be might be easier. So it is. It was a little sad to say we're just going to let it go. But at the same time, once we all were like, "But what are we really going to lose?" Yeah. It's like nothing really. Yeah. And, and we can always, you know, if this ever becomes such an enterprise that we need a website, we right. can always we'll do, do that. But I think Facebook is. Uh, that's what it goes to now. If you put in yeah. movie dot com, right? So yeah, that is that is so much more easy to use and easy to be interactive yeah. with. Maybe 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 we won't do anything with that now. I, I, I hope we do, <laughs> and and I hope. The the idea too is like to obviously put the podcast on there, but put movie news that we we find interesting. It should and, be a little easier for us to do that. Yeah, I feel like there's a little more integration with like yeah. a lot of the sites that we visit, even if we're just sharing news. Yeah. Um, outside of creating content, it's like everything's integrated so yeah. easily into Facebook. It's just like it, like you did earlier. It's just like it's so much easier. Yeah. You know what I mean, it has the art. It obviously, the- there's a need for official sites like that, like what we had, but. You know, at the end of the day, like talk. The more you think about it, it's like that was way more updated, and like we were on that quicker to do yeah. things, and more people. I mean, I genuinely believe we probably had like 
unique visitors of the site, like less than a right. hundred over the life of it. Yeah. I don't know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, genuinely believe that. And then Facebook seems to have more unique visitors for some reason. And like, any uh, interaction know. with our listeners that we've done, we've yeah. usually done through hitting Absolutely. it hard on Facebook. Yeah. Right. So if you're listening, I would say maybe what we're doing is that now we're encouraging you to check out the Movie Movie Facebook page right. because we're going to treat it a little bit more like that's that's our that's yeah. our way Definitely. of communicating with you now. Yeah, share it too. You know, it's you couldn't be it couldn't be easier to share something on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So like if right. you follow our page already on Facebook or if you don't, it's facebook.com slash movie schmovie. Do it. If you like it, um, and follow us there, you know, that share button is super easy and mm-hmm. if you could then maybe let your friends know about us that way. Yeah. Um, it's one step and it's pretty simple. So and we will probably be thinking of ways to interact, and I do think getting questions and, you know, sometimes it's fun to have that pile of questions waiting for us when we want to do an Absolutely. episode like that. You know, maybe so. we could even, like, live stream, Ooh. like, right after a screen that we go to. <laughs> I've thought like, of that. Like, immediate reaction. That makes yes. me really happy. Like, that'd be fun, dude. <laughs> it would be. That'd be a lot of fun. It would be. I mean, There's the possibilities are endless. We'd have to all wear our tuxedos yeah. to the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We should buy some t-shirt tuxedo. <laughs> and that's all we wear to screenings from now on. No pants. Like, you don't have it on. Yeah. Turn around. Get out of here. <laughs> it's those guys again. <laughs> Jesus. No, it'll be cool. I think yeah. it'll be a lot more I think so too. Uh, realistic for us to kind of keep up to it, and or up with it, rather. Cool. And, uh, yeah, so... That's that. So bye-bye website. Bye-bye website. Bye-bye. Isn't the world moving away from websites, though? I can't think of the last time I went to the website for something that I like. Like an official site. Like if it's a podcast that I like or if it's a comedian that I like or if it's a writer that I like. I check Twitter. I check Facebook. I go to Google search before I go to their website. And that's the Twitter and Instagram are the first things that come up. And Facebook, those three. Be- because it's usually the things that have the most content. Yeah, or like you know, regularly updated. Like so, it'll it'll f- filter into the results. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you'll see the Twitter feed b- above. Like, yeah, you're right. The website is an official usually, site. It's like buried. Like if I think of a band that I like, or mm-hmm. a writer, or anybody like that, yeah. that I might have gone to their website for for a source of information before. You can tell right when you see it. If the design, if it hasn't had a redesign since the last album, based on the look of the new album, yeah. n- the information here is not going to be. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be old. And if it's a writer's okay. site, it'll say right. you know last. It'll be like last update, and it's oh the last time they published a book, they posted something, and it's like two years later. Well, they haven't published, they haven't posted anything <laughs> since then. I'd be willing to bet that same author or that same band has a much livelier interaction with their fans on Twitter. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, I mean, not that we're talking about having a lively interaction with any fans. Uh, I think as lively as it gets is. These sound waves going into somebody's ear hole and them <laughs> enjoying cool. the podcast, That's but fine. That's fine. but it, it you know it I think it's it is easier for people to make themselves known <clears throat> to us uh, you know as we discovered when we had like two negative reactions to our Ghostbusters I opinion love that. in the summer <laughs> I feel like we need to have the contrarian opinion more often uh, so that we can do that but for some reason our Suicide Squad feelings didn't get like a yeah didn't I get thought- an angry reaction from any DC fans who I I still think the people that that hated Ghostbusters just because it was a remake of Ghostbusters. Um, uh, or some of the same people that uh, <laughs> that love the DC films. I don't yeah. know why I feel that way, but I, I do think that maybe the reason why is our, our Suicide Squad episode was very defeated sounding. We weren't like gloating over it being bad. We were yeah. all sort of hurt yeah. by it. And when I actually went back and listened to our um, our summer preview mm-hmm. episode for this summer, because I was thinking if we're going to do the wrap up, I would kind of right. I would listen to our preview. We were all very hopeful about Suicide Squad. In fact, we were kind of we sure it was going to be really right, good. Right, right. So, I, but it turned out we were out of step with with at least uh, ticket yeah. purchasing audience members out yeah. there. You know, people love that shit. Or they just it it scratched an itch yeah. that it did not for us. Yeah. So, it's crazy. 
crazy thing about. Wait, no. Did you, did, did you mention Ghostbusters? Did you see that news article today that it's like being renamed for the home video release? Really? Was that? Was that? A, did you see this? Was it a joke? No. I, I've been trying re- to find it again. No, it's on a few different sites. Didn't it, it have a subtitle that never really answer the call? I think that was like the subtitle that really so that, they... that was on. It was like a tagline. Yeah. But it was a big tagline, and I heard it. I heard the movie referred to as Ghostbusters Answer the Call at some point, but only like once or twice out there. That is strange. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think the, that nomenclature was out there, but it's weird that they would maybe try to brand it that way. I don't know what, what the thinking behind that is. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's oh. absolutely. <laughs> oh, wow. You're right. Steve's showing us the, the DVD or the Blu-ray right. art, uh, and it's, uh, <laughs> it's very call. much, it's all, you know, it's right under the title, very much like Wowzer. a subtitle. Yeah. I kind of would. I wouldn't mind watching that movie again at home. Like I, I, I definitely I, see yeah, it again. I'm kind of excited about that happening. Yeah. Okay. Strange. Let's do this. Yeah, let's do this. So, so summer. 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 It was the summer of sixteen. <laughs> Needs another syllable there. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't have the. <laughs> yeah. I see why Brian Adams uh, uh, chose the year that he did. So anybody see anything recently that really blew him away? I know that uh, Ronald and I were just talking about a, a very new movie that we've both seen. I'm, have you seen Don't Breathe? No. No. You haven't seen it? Oh. Seen it. I'm seeing it the day this airs. Ah, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe there goes our conversation about that movie. Because <laughs> well, I, mean, I wouldn't want to get in into it too generally. much. Yeah. Um, I think that Don't Breathe, which is a another attempt at kind of a late summer horror movie. That, right. that, there's that spot where horror movies tend mm-hmm. to do reasonably well. Right. Um, and uh, and this one was one that I remember when the trailer came out, we thought it looked like a good concept. The, the, like, the theory is that these thieves are going to rob a blind person who's got this money right. in, in his house. Right. And it seems like it's going to be morally questionable to rob a blind guy, but an easy job for them. And then they find out the trailer made very clear they find out they're messing with the wrong person. Right. Um, it seemed like a good idea because it had this moral grayness to it that, mm-hmm. you know, maybe this was just a guy protecting his home. Yeah. And maybe these thieves were not going to be, like, likable characters or, or whatever. And I still think in the movie, the, the movie kind of hedges its bets. But definitely the trailer sold this very simple concept of what to me is a scary idea, which is as scared as you would be to wake up and hear someone in your house – it's pretty scary to be sneaking around someone's house, I would imagine. If you're right. a thief, you've right. got to be adrenaline charged and you know ready to go. Definitely. So it, the movie played a lot with that idea of just how heightened this this moment is. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of it, Ronald? I think it was very, very good that they kind of <clears> – they did a real, really good job of framing the spacing of the house, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which really was – uh, to me, going to be a task, obviously. But there, there obviously were some flaws. This blind guy, Steve, has got sort of heightened senses. They right. show him at several points kind of like sniffing and like cocking his head when he hears a noise. But then there are scenes where the kids are doing things in the house that are so loud, not just in terms of the loud, like they're loud sounds in the movie. And yeah. I think movies in general are mixed to be loud, especially yeah. horror films. Absolutely. So you, if a footstep or a creaking sound, it's very loud. Right. So that, it just, it played, it, it kind of messed with the idea that they had to be quiet in the house. And it kind of seemed at some points like, how is he not hearing this? Sure. But as far as the mechanics of just <laughs> getting some scares out of yeah. this scenario and making this, you know, what you're looking for in a horror film is an extended feeling of, oh, this person's fucked. Yeah. Um, this movie does a great job from the moment they're in the house and the guy kind of takes control of the situation yeah. because he's got them all locked in. There's bars on the windows. He's locked the deadbolt on the door. 
you know, there's a lot of re- it's it's it, they do like you said, Ronald. They do a good job of framing why they're stuck there and yeah. why they have yeah. to think of something. And there's a lot going on actually as the movie trucks. Hold on. Okay, so it's <clears throat> a weird comparison. The the tension that this builds reminds me of that movie Running Scared with Paul yeah. Walker. When uh, Jesus Christ, have you ever seen that? Mm-mm. It's the strangest. I like it a it's lot. It's a it's a gem. It's a gem because it it the moment that it gets tense, it doesn't, and it also has a weird twist. Yep, like that. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Really, real crazy. And you'll see why I'd say it reminds okay. me. Okay, but it's it's one of those things where you come into it. Is exp- Running Scared also the name of a movie from the eighties yes. with Gregory Hines and yep. Billy yeah. Crystal? Okay. Yeah, I don't know why. It, no connection. It was, no connection. I guess when it's a figure of speech, <laughs> yeah. and th- and twenty five years goes by, you can right. use it again. But that's always funny to me. It's weird that somebody's like, let's give it the exact same name. Yeah. Like, don't nothing about it changes. Nothing, right. No, no emphasis. Like, don't. Yeah. Running. Like someone would say, "Hey, I'm scared." It's, nope. a, it's as though someone said, "Hey, isn't that the name of of this other movie?" Yeah. And they were like, oh, "No one gives a shit." <laughs> you know, it's like we've we've all forgotten that movie. So yeah, it's 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 a really tense movie, and I I suggest it to anybody that, especially since there aren't any truly tense, scary movies like that. Like there aren't very many anymore. Mm-hmm. I feel like Conjuring was, and that was what else did we see this year that kind of was tense like that? Well, Lights Out. Okay, Lights Out. Yeah. So that's what three this year. It's three this possible. summer. Yeah. Yeah, that should have been. I like the Invitation. Oh yeah. Oh, the Invitation. But the Invitation was so much more to me. Like I feel like it was. A drama horror. It yeah. felt like ten yeah. things in one. Yeah, it one. wasn't really trying to hit the yeah, horror right, right, thing right. too hard, but I know what you mean. <clears throat> it's, green room? it's one of those that you green can classify room. as one. You know, I okay, was thinking. Is, speaking oh, of green Jesus room Christ. and the invitation, I was thinking. I, did you ever kind of give an early look at your what your what yep. your top ten for the year is? Yep. There's some really interesting genre films in yeah. my top ten this year. Me too. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> I, you know, and it feels weird to want a green room is going to probably be on my list. And Anton Yelchin dying, it fucking sucks. But it would have been on there regardless. Yeah, you know what I mean. I it, I have a little more emotional connection to it because of that. But yeah. it's it was already on my list. I was already. Yeah, actually, we rewatched it like a couple weekends ago because Aaron and like a few of my friends hadn't seen it. And we watched seen it. it. How did Aaron feel about Aaron it? Aaron hated it. I will say that I think she had no interest in watching it. Oh, uh, like I don't know. I, I was don't, it the I don't, dread I don't, of it? I don't like. I don't. I don't want to say I don't value that feedback, but I feel like she'd already shut off to like, oh, being right, right, open right, to right. watching. I think she just like was forced into watching it. Mm. But like just how like visceral it gets. Like I think she just didn't like oh, that. I love that. But um, Lauren Bryan watched it with us, and they both really liked it. Yeah. Nikki doesn't like movies that that pile on the violence yeah. like that either because yeah. i mean in the same way it's like she doesn't <laughs> there's certain mob stuff that she doesn't like to watch yeah. like she didn't like yeah. boardwalk empire or right. certain mafia films because they usually have a scene where somebody's getting their their knuckles broken See, in a yeah, vice yeah. or something like that yeah. and it's always over the t- it's like there'll be at least a moment or two of really over the top violence yes and i can understand why people who want to maybe be creeped out a little bit don't always want that you know there's yeah. there's a difference between between like being open to something creepy and wanting to see like Oh yeah, the way that guy's eye popped. Or <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know? like that movie is that movie gets really like explicit. <laughs> yeah, it does quick. It does, man. But I fucking love that movie. Me too. Like it, it it's solidified and mm-hmm. made it stronger. How much I liked it the second time I saw Better it. Better than Blue Room. Oh yeah. Okay. I think I like. Yeah, it more, more I than think Blue so Room. too. I, I mean, mean, that's a great. film. The more too. I think about it, but like the Green more Room just feels like a more of a rounded film. Like yeah. from, from front to back, that fucking scene at the end where he says, oh, "Well, the God. two the, when he's like, I'm going to just run." When they're yeah. all picking their weapons. Yeah. And at the end when he's like, you were so much scarier at night. Yeah. Oh, I God, I love Such that Such a part. good line. Yeah. 
Love that scene. Yeah, that was such a and good. Then he line. just makes a run for it. Or Patrick. Oh man, that was a really good scene. Probably yeah. one of the best scenes I've ever seen with a villain. Yeah. Well, the way that the yeah, as far yeah, just, as treatment of a villain, yeah. I think yep. we talked about this uh, yep. back in the so, spring, yeah. and we'll probably talk about this movie again. I'm sure we will. Um, I, I I don't think we're putting "Don't Breathe" on the <clears throat> on the level with uh, Green Room at all. No, but it's <laughs> so good. It's so, but the so tension good. is strong, and I will say that Stephen Lang, who plays the blind man, yeah. he's perfect for this role. Perfect. He is like a new. The movie doesn't totally stick the landing in the sense that I. I mean, this is where it'd be great if you'd seen it. Yeah. The climax is it gets pretty weird, and I do think we're at a stage where it's interesting that horror films are trying to be transgressive and throw a lot of things at you that, in our sort of increasingly sensitive times, you know, uh, any threat of like sexual menace. In a film, puts it in a different category for people, sure. and there is a little, oh yeah, little rapiness <laughs> in this movie okay. that I think, or just using that kind of sexual, the, th- the of a sexual threat of this. It's not just a guy who might kill you, but there's some weird stuff going on with yeah. this character. Okay, I think that is interesting and worth talking about, and I wonder if people are having a strong reaction against that because it does kind of take it out of the realm of, like I said, morally gray. Yeah, like it's sure. not just as simple as this guy's trying to protect his home. I think the trailers kind of make that clear, but in the movie. You you see that there's there's it's and I still don't know whether I was supposed to like these kids or not that were in the house. It's one of those it's yeah, one of those movies so. though where I don't think I think you are by the end supposed to be rooting for them based on what they've been through. Mm-hmm. But that at the beginning you're it's interesting. I, I just think that they may have created a new kind of interesting kind of a basis. There's a suggestion that this could be a franchise. I don't necessarily want to see Don't Breathe sure. Two. It would be pretty hard to see how they would get a sequel idea out of this. But the notion of this guy. This blind guy who yeah. like has a military background and he's just a badass and he's up to some weird shit yeah. and he's kind of a survival yeah. expert or whatever like the notion of that as a new kind of uh, a take on a on a on a horror movie monster sure. I'm open to so I I think that Stephen Lang was perfect for that and I think maybe that's the thing that excited me the most was the sort of discovery and the reveals surrounding this character <clears throat> I don't necessarily love the way the, the direction they took it in but I think to the last the movie was getting these well it's the guy who did the Evil Dead remake. Which I wasn't crazy about, but it, but but, but it had moments yeah. that were gr- like it had these great moments where you're like, oh wow, they went there, yeah. and you're kind of going ooh and laughing and being horrified at the same time. This movie has a few moments like that where it's just so twisted. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. it gets twisted. It does, and and it's there's like I saw it with an audience that was very much laughing at the victims. Yeah, the and I realized I started to kind of judge those people, but then I was thinking, you know, this movie really is set up to where it is almost like. A story about privileged kids getting their asses handed to them, yeah. And it's only because this guy's so clearly a villain that the that it changes that a little yeah. bit. But anyway, so I think I think it's it's another one of those horror films that there, it gives you some stuff to think about and talk about, and it, it so embraces its status as just a a thrill machine. That, yeah, yeah. Um, Looking forward to it. Yeah, Southside with you. I saw that. How was that? I thought it was great. I mean, it's it's almost like a. A movie play. I don't know how else to say it. Like it's. It looks very before sunset, before sunrise. Yeah, it's like very much like one place, uh, a paragraph of dialogue. (laughs) Yeah. Like this is my life. This is who I am. This is. It's a lot of that, but it's cool. They have like interesting chemistry, Um, and the guy that plays Barack Obama is so spot on. (laughs) It's subtle. It's not like. It's not like. Bill Cosby impression, you know what I mean? Like it's it's very subtle. It'd be really it's, weird if it was a Bill Cosby. Yeah, impression. you know how it's like what? And and it's starting to become like that with 
with Obama. Obama impressions are like these exaggerated, you know, hitting on an accent mm-hmm. sort of deal. This is a little different. It's a lot more subtle. I thought it was very good. Um, it's not perfect, but it's it's up there. It's one of those small movies that I'm always going to have in my head that I'll suggest to people. If mm-hmm. they're like, I want something that's kind of calm and romantic, but, you know, gives you something to think about. I couldn't tell if it was going to be corny or not, and so I didn't oh, really seek it out. Oh, but... it's, oh it's corny. To the, to the point where, like, everybody that talks to Barack Obama calls him Barack by first name every time. Hey, Barack. Hey, Barack. 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 It's, it's, it, that's annoying. But the story overall is, I think it's pretty solid. So John Legend is attaching himself to really interesting projects. And I'm interested to see what he winds up doing in the future. Mm-hmm. He has another TV show coming out. So, yeah. So, Steve, I saw one that I think you liked a lot. Uh, Hell or High Water? Yes. God damn it. I need to see this movie. So, why don't you speak? You on look like it you're about to explode. <laughs> no, I just fucking love that movie. <laughs> I need to see it. Same thing. Saw it twice. <laughs> I mean, I kind of was going to get into it a little more. Like when we, I guess this is our summer recap. But basically, like, yeah. <clears throat> my my whole general feeling about the summer was like kind of like an overall letdown. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I feel like it's the movie that kind of saved my summer a little bit. Like a one that I didn't have. <clears throat> I didn't have a lot of expectation or really even like much awareness of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um. I saw some standees at the theaters a few times, and I think I saw the trailer. Like we saw, like a, we were talking about it a while ago, right? Um, but kind of wandered into it and just was like completely blindsided by how great, um, like that movie just basically hits mostly every checkbox you would look for, like in a great movie. Mm-hmm. Like the script, the acting, the scenery, the sc- you know everything just works. Like, it had its and, and own it, it, little pace and mood yeah, to it. You yeah. had to get into the rhythm of it. Yeah, and it's about this this collision course that you yeah, see between between it. Jeff yeah. Bridges and his partner uh, uh, Gil Birmingham. I yeah. think is the guy's name. Yeah. Um, and then uh, then Ben Foster and Chris Pine Chris playing Pine, brothers. Yeah. And someone says they look like brothers after seeing them in the movie. And I was looking at him going, "These two guys don't look like brothers uh, really at all." But <laughs> Meh. oh my gosh, Ben Foster. I mean, Chris Pine is great in this too, but Ben Foster. It's just so fucking good. I mean, he's just he's, <laughs> right? one those, he's one of those actors who just turns in a performance every time he does anything. And sometimes it, it I used to think is he working a little too hard, but I think in his like as he's gotten into his kind of adult status where he's yeah. kind of thickened up a little bit, he just plays these these live wire roles and I mean, I bought him 100% in this film and I think that had a lot following his character and the way that he felt about things and what his kind of plan was. And even in the final moments of the movie, hearing someone comment on his character and what he was all about and what he was like. Um, it yeah. all rang very true. And that his 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 last scene is a, an incredible scene, like from the beginning of that. When he, the when whole he, build up to it. Yeah, when, yeah. He, when he uses a, a truck as a bomb, from that moment on, it's just this crazy escalation that is, yeah. <clears throat> it, and by that point, I cared about all the characters and to see what was going to happen... Like they get there's a routine roadblock stop that Chris Pine's character goes through that really nothing much happens but the tension yeah. is you're just sitting there thinking like one of the characters you're thinking like well what what would what would I do in that moment or what can you do in this moment and it's so this is the same Ben Foster from the Lance Armstrong movie yeah. mm-hmm. have you seen that no. so, Ben Foster of Warcraft Ben Ben Foster <laughs> in of many that, things this year Ben yeah. Foster in that Lance Armstrong the, the movie is okay right it's okay it's pretty good he is fucking incredible mm-hmm. as Lance Armstrong in that movie. You believe he's that dude, man. To the point where like they showed his face 
beside an actual Lance Armstrong picture. I was like, they kind of look alike. The way they they tanned him up and he got his face got a little smaller. Fuck, man, he's a good actor. It makes me want to see this movie even more, especially yeah, you, coming off of the the I, high I, of that. I movie. have a feeling you would like this movie, Ronald. It's got it's really good character stuff, and yeah, it never I love that stuff. It, it like. Right down to just looking at the list of who's in the cast and then trying to guess where the movie's going to go based on that. Right. I, I don't think – I just don't – it just – when I said it had its own rhythm, I think is the best way to say cool. it. There's a pace to it that is very – it's very character-driven, but there's a mystery at the core of it that oh. keeps evolving. And it's not quite like a heist film, but it does have that feeling of by the time you really see what's happening, you feel – there's something kind of clever about the setup of it, but it takes its time. It's not, it's not trying to impress <coughs> you – with its cleverness from the word go. But when it finally mm. gets to the end, you realize that it has been kind of one of those precision instruments where it gives you one little bit of information and then you go to one mm. more scene and you get more information. And and I, I, Jeff Bridges, I'm getting a little tired of his performances where he hangs his mouth open the whole time like he's chewing tobacco or something. Yeah. But he was great. It's like once you get over, if you know, I, I had to tell myself, okay, this character would be that guy. Yeah. But um, he was fantastic in it. And I think he's playing his age in a really interesting way in this movie that reminded me of Tommy Lee Jones in No Country, Country for Old Men. Yeah. Um, and I was trying to think, how many <clears throat> movies are there where like there's like an old cuss like that who the end of the movie you feel that character's resignation about the world as kind of like a a theme yeah. of the film because at the end of the film you really do sense that there's this guy who kind of knows what really happened but he's he's not in a position to to do anything about it but he knows hmm. you know okay and I, Chris Pine continues to impress me yeah he's grown he's yeah. definitely kind of his uh, value has grown Chris really. Pine yeah. Ronald, yeah, he's he's really good. In that. I don't dislike Chris Pine. I need I need to see him in a movie like this. I think that's what. No, it is. I mean, like I thought he was really good in Z for Zachariah too. That oh Jesus, but I man. mean, like he was great. He, man. He's like I think the biggest thing for me with this movie is that like kind of the framework of like just a summer of kind of not being very in love with much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there have been some things in the past couple weeks I've seen that I absolutely was in love with, but like Hell or High Water is like the movie of the summer for me, and mm. the like best the it's best thing about it for me, my opinion. I have not seen a movie end better really? in a, in a couple years. Yeah, like the way the movie ends is so perfect. Like I, the the just, way the way it's shot, the way it's yeah. written, the way it's acted. You're right. It's, it, it just ends comes, like a great western. You it got, does. You got into a western kick for a while. Yeah, you yeah. know the way westerns always really good ones can end on like a, a a moment that's like an ambiguous moment. Yes, and it's a moment that's about like there's an intensity to it, and there's like a line, and then there's a reply, and it's yeah. like well. Folks. That's it. <laughs> Credits. See ya. You know, yeah, like think about yeah, that. Man. Like I okay. just, I loved it. Loved I'll check it. it out. Yeah. So that's of my summer movies. So like what that's, if, that's my that's my oh, one. I think the director of that. What's his name? Dave McKenzie. Dave. I'm not sure. Dave, I know Taylor Sheridan wrote it. The guy that wrote uh, Sicario. Um, I think it is David McKenzie. He did um, Starry Eyes. Okay. No, 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 no. Start up. Did you see that? Startup? No. Mm-mm. Is that the right one? With uh, Jack... Um, shit, I'm blanking now the guy's name. The guy I've that was in it. Unbroken, that Angelina Jolie movie. I think it's called Start Up. But anyway, yeah, David um, David McKenzie. Starred Up. Yeah, yeah Start Up. Yeah, yeah, R-R-E-D. Mm. Okay, I don't know if I know any of his other films, but I, I thought this movie had a really confident style to it. And... It it does that thing of kind of being it's just arty and well shot enough. It wasn't like pretentious and didn't it didn't overdo it. it yeah, it does, I don't feel like it, like it alienates didn't do any anybody. Things, it didn't either. do any tricky things with the timeline. It didn't do anything like yeah. that. A lot of movies like this would do to kind of make you interested. It just kind of like unspools right in front of you oh, from okay. the first moment. 
you feel this kind of it ratchets up and it's it's almost like a it's almost like light and fun and then when it stops being fun it really stops you know yeah. and which again knowing the guy wrote sicario i i think the way that violence occurs in this film reminds me a lot of that where definitely. it's like very matter of fact when something bad happens it just, it just yeah yep and check it out definitely um do you see uh don't think twice anybody Am I oh no i'm really that? curious about it i, I want to see that so good it's i heard great i so, think you were telling me that you really liked it smaller movies more than more than any other year that I, I've done movie movie with you guys, mm-hmm. small movies this summer have kind of taken me. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're talking you're talking about Hell or High Water, which really isn't like, no, you know, it's a, yeah, it's a smaller movie. Yeah, and then uh, this, which has, um, a, a kind of jumping in and out of comedy and seriousness in a way that I just haven't seen in in a while. Uh, Mike Birbiglia, just an incredible script of these this group of improvers that are kind of faced with a really serious idea of time being against you and a friend in your group making it big mm-hmm. before your very eyes, yeah. kind of moving up to go to Saturday night, which is essentially Saturday Night Live, and what happens, the aftermath of that, and what it does to friendships and, and things like that. And how everybody perceives fame and what they want out of life. And it was cool, man. And seeing all these really funny people interacting with each other yeah. is, is really neat. And it's worth seeing. So I'd suggest seeing it as soon as possible. But it's super limited. So I, I don't, it seems like one of those things that everybody's kind of going to have to wait until it comes out on video. I feel, on yeah, demand. I feel like I missed it already. Yeah, it's like done. I haven't seen it anywhere. <clears throat> so... Yeah. yeah. The only other one I wanted to mention before we go on is um I I just saw it this week uh Kubo. Oh yeah, Kubo and the Two Strings. Oh, How man. was it? Loved it. Amazing. Really? Like a beautiful Oh my god, Ronald. You new... you were going to drool over this. Really? It's a new oh. story. It's like that is it my really favorite is. thing about it is that it's new. And I don't mean there's nothing in it that comes from other sources or that will remind you of other things. It's just not based on another <clears throat> property. It's got its own kind of fairy tale <clears throat> logic. It uses like Japanese folklore right. as its basis and its backdrop. Um, and right. really the fact that the main voice actors are all white folks is one of the only things that kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth right, about right, right. this movie. It would be great to have had an Asian cast in a movie that celebrates Asian culture. Right. Um, and I almost feel like if that, these movies take so long to make, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that when they, when they cast this film, oh, sure. they were using that prevailing uh, reasoning that funding is easier to get when you've got right. Matthew McConaughey, when you've got Shirley Theron attached. I bet now, those in, those if, I bet now if they were casting, it? yeah. I but, thought you were just making that up. I bet now, now if you were casting this Jesus movie, Christ. though, this group of folks at Leica, I feel like they're culturally sensitive enough and smart. I feel like they right. would know. It's right. just, but I bet this movie was, I bet they recorded the dialogue four or five years ago right. or something. Okay. But no, it's magical. I mean, you expect that. That's from, the best way to explain it. Like, you honestly, expect that from, really from those stop motion animation movies that Leica Same makes. Same did Coraline, right? Yeah. And uh, Box Paranorman. Trolls and Paranorman. So it's a pretty good track record. I love all those movies. Like, they don't make as much money at all, but yeah. it's like they, for me, are hitting that spot that now that Pixar is kind of half sequels and you feel like totally you've agree. seen it before, I now look forward to a Leica film the way I used to look forward to a Pixar film, which is to they're say... They're like the boutique Pixar. Yeah. They're, like the, like, they're like the art house Pixar. Yeah. Right? It's like, but it's like the notion that they're going to tell a story that's got a really original angle to it, and yet it's going to somehow hit that... 
uh, talk about ticking off boxes, Steve. It's going to tick off the boxes of like a good family movie that might be a little more challenging. I mean, yeah. I enjoy watching Henry watch these movies because I know that they, well, back to what we were saying about the ending of Hell or High Water. It's like there's an ambiguity to it. There's the yeah. ending of this movie deals with death and and rem- and remembering and and all that stuff in a way that I just haven't seen a movie deal with it. Like it leaves you, you leave the theater chewing on what just happened. You can mm. actually have a conversation about what it means. Uh, that, uh, you know, Henry, my eight and a half year old son and my wife and I, we could all have the same conversation about right. what the characters were going through. Um, and just as far as visually, I know it's computer assisted, but there were so many moments where I was just squinting at it going, I can't believe that that is yeah. a puppet. You know, I can't believe they, the detailed level of the craftsmanship. It's just... Have you seen, like, the videos they've released about, like... How, like It's like a there's a little bit in the credits yeah. at the end, but they put some, like, videos out, like, about just, like, how, how they create how the they scenes. Create. The the diligence that they go through to, like, make yeah. those scenes... I mean, even with the assistance of, you know, CG, it's just, like... It just makes it that much more magical. Right. That it's, like, yeah. physically being manipulated like that. Like, it's just insane. Well, the 3D there's... printing technology has improved to the point where yeah. now they can do what, what in animation are called in-betweens. Yeah. You know, like, the when you have, like, three or four heads to to that they switch out when they yeah. do that animation. And now they have subtler degrees in-between. So they can, like, create more, you know, between mouth open and mouth closed, more... More frames, right. so oh, to speak. Okay. And they're just so. I mean, it's getting more and more advanced. And, and there's a scene in this where they fight a giant skeleton man, and the way they do that is by making like a I don't know a 16 foot tall or something yeah. skeleton man. So the, you know the dolls are actually like kind of Barbie sized or right, a little right. bit bigger. The, that they shoot, they use this movie to shoot. Um, they used to shoot this movie, and then like the giant thing is like yeah, way bigger than a person. And you see, they had to have like animatronic. Like a, a rig that it's attached to that is digitally removed in the final film, so that they can have it move and stuff. Yeah. And so it's so amazing. It's that level of invention that goes along with the storytelling that I think is so amazing. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm so attached to those that style of movie at this point that like, I, you can tell that every bit of every dollar is spent, kind of. Oh yeah, going towards some some creative aspect yeah. of it. Well, these movies don't make a lot, and Kubo in particular has yeah. really not done very yeah. well. But isn't it like the guy who owns Nike's son that yeah. that runs the company? Yeah, or something? like a, yeah. I don't know. If I, I, I don't or maybe know. directed this film is like I'm yeah. Not something sure. really... Travis Knight is the guy's name who yeah. directed it. But supposedly oh, yeah. there, there is a there's money it's, behind yeah, Leica everything. that is like funding them, and they do farm out. It's not called Leica, but they have like an arm of the company that does stop motion for other people. Oh, okay. So, like, if you see a stop motion sequence on a show or in a movie or if they use some element of puppetry, a lot of times Leica might be the company providing oh, that. Oh, cool. So, Travis Knight, is, Travis Knight owned... So crazy. Random. Um, when Coraline came out, they had a sweepstakes. They had a pair of Nikes that were Coraline. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I won them. Oh, wow. I won a pair, and they're worth, like, $700, depending on where, you know, yeah. you sell them. But, like... That's that's why I found out I about the movies. <laughs> I found out about the movie through the the. It was like on a sneaker site. Like found out Travis Knight. Travis, yeah, <laughs> Travis Knight's vaguely connected to this movie Coraline or something like that. And wow, is it his son? Or I don't know. That's because Travis Knight. I, I feel like I should like, know this. I think Travis Knight is the guy who directed this movie. Okay, gotcha. So it might be like a family member or something. I think he tr- might be the son of the guy that. That owns, owns Nike. Yeah. Isn't it? Because I've heard. Isn't it Phil Knight? Isn't that the Phil Knight? 
Yeah. Okay, oh. so Travis Knight. So Travis Knight might be a. That's but nuts. I think that like that's one of the reasons why Leica can continue to make these these exquisitely crafted films that yeah. don't necessarily make much at the box office. They can just kind of. It's because they're being bankrolled. Like Max Brooks. Max Brooks is starting to become a a slight obsession mm-hmm. this week. I, I I didn't really know much about him, but Mel Brooks's son, who wrote World War Z, who has like a, a new comic book series coming out. Um, it's it's nuts that these like kids of really famous people are mm-hmm. creating these amazing things speaking of mel brooks i feel like we have to pay some homage to uh, gene wilder's passing yeah this, man, this got week. To. uh I, I don't know if everyone wants to just throw out a gene wilder film that they recommend people check out i'm gonna throw out uh the one that was loomed the largest for me on on hbo when i was a kid mm-hmm. and i think i watched it because harrison ford is in it he plays a cowboy in it uh but it's the frisco kid which is a weird Western, uh, I mean, I guess it's kind of Western comedy. I haven't seen it, and I think I may have seen it 10 years ago or something, and it still held up for me. I don't yeah. know, what was, what's your favorite? <laughs> Willy Wonka, man. Willy Wonka. I mean, I've, that was like, I watched that movie so many times. I have a joke about, like, currently I'm telling a joke about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory that I've been telling, I just wrote like a couple months ago that I've been putting in my... I'm. I love that movie, and it's something yeah. about what he does in that movie that makes it feel like he was mean and sarcastic and an asshole, but also the sweetest dude ever at yeah. the same time. That made me want to go there and experience it. And he was so. Co- he seemed so cool to me, and he could sing. I, yeah. I, I'd, I'd seen him in stuff prior to that, but like, yeah, uh, yeah, you'd man, seen was- him in stuff. Prior to that? <laughs> Stuff Richer prior to that. <laughs> but yeah, he's... He's very soulful. I mean, that's yeah, one of the things I remember soulful. from the Frisco Kid is when I was a little boy and I saw that film that I latched on to his character. He's just like, he's very emotional and he's always had that emotionally raw characteristic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even in comedies, you know, where it's like he's playing such a comedic role like in Young Frankenstein or something like that. Yeah. You always felt that there was a soulfulness to him, and it had a lot to do with his eyes. His eyes are Extremely scary. expressive eyes. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like he could tear up and go into a tizzy, uh, in, both in a funnier and an emotionally effective way than, than, most, than most actors. What yeah. about you, Steve? Well, I'd probably say Willy Wonka, yeah. but I'll, I'll throw some love towards uh, one of the movies that he actually directed, which was Haunted Honeymoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just remember like loving that as a kid All and right. just finding it super hilarious, yeah. which he's in, in with uh, Gilda Radner. But I don't know, just like... Absolutely absurdist, you know, kind of spoofing um, some of these haunted house movies. But, um, I mean, Willy Wonka is always the go-to right. for him. Yeah. And I remember him being very disturbed by Johnny Depp's portrayal <laughs> he of Willy <was>. Wonka. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you didn't hear much about him in recent years. And what came out after he died was that he's been suffering from Alzheimer's and that he very deliberately stayed out of the public eye because he didn't want people to ruin their association with his characters mm. by seeing him kind of deteriorate. Yeah. And part of me says there's something kind of beautiful about that. I don't think people would have judged him harshly at all, but I, I can see why, you know, I can see why you might want that period to be private and yeah, not to be something absolutely. that's on display. But, sure. but I had begun to wonder why we hadn't seen him pop up because it seems like there's so many places for, for these quirky old, especially comedic actors to pop up, you yeah, know? Yeah, definitely. So. Well, let's maybe talk a little bit about uh, about what lies ahead uh, in the fall, let's do which it. has four months in it, Ronald, as yeah. you just found out. <laughs> didn't, didn't so for know. September, October, November, and December, we're going to throw a couple of uh, – we're, we're each going to throw a pick out. Um, does anybody have anything they want to start with for September? I have, I have one very obvious one for me. I'm slightly nervous about this film. Which? Blair Witch. 
Yeah, that's mine for huh. September as well. September sixteenth. Huh. Is that yours too? No. Oh, okay. Magnificent Magnificent Seven. Okay. Oh. Blair Witch Blair Witch looks like it's gonna if I was interested when it was the new Adam Wingard movie called The Woods. The first trailer came out that was just called The Woods. I was really interested. <laughs> Then I heard that th- that was actually a Blair Witch sequel, and I right. was still pretty interested. But then the next trailer that came out, it f- like if I didn't know Adam Wingard and I didn't know that he has a shot at making something really special, yeah. I would think this looked like found footage trash. I agree. <laughs> and I I've heard too much about how this movie reinvents horror or whatever, and it's like I, we've, I hate, we've, I hate, we've been down that road before, Steve. I hate haven't that we? It scares me so bad. Hopefully not as the scary. Hopefully doesn't scare me more than the movie does. So it's like when I say that I'm anticipating. Actually, two of my picks for the fall are movies that I'm sort of anticipating like that. But whether or not I'm excited or think they look great, but I I, so I'm excited to see Blair Witch, and I can't wait to find out what it really is. And it's only a couple of weeks away, so it's like in that sense, the way I hope that it lives up to that hype. But I almost don't. I just don't think it can. I mean, it's impossible. Like if you it can't if you, be the scariest you, movie no. ever made. If you think yeah. about it, like we talk these, we have these conversations about the overhyping of these horror films, and mm-hmm. like it's all marketing. But but when you pair that with what arguably some people would say is one of the better horror films of the last whatever twenty years, yeah. it makes it like insurmountable. I feel like yeah. you know, like yeah. you're just like you're gonna pair it with like you know one of the movies that's like kind of either started or at least like pushed found footage into the into the yeah, mainstream, right, right, right. and you're gonna say, oh, by the way, it's a sequel and it's made by Adam Wingard. Like all these things are just kind of funneling to like how can this movie possibly yeah. Yeah. live up to any one of those three things or, right, or two right. things but but that said it's my pick for September. Yeah. Yeah. Like I cannot be anything but like super stoked to see it and I'm loving that it's like well it's weird like I feel like why is it, they they have this aversion to like fucking releasing movies in October yeah. horror movies like why. Yeah. But I'm actually partly glad it's coming sooner because I just want to see it badly. Yeah. Yeah. So that works too. I think if it, I think if it does what the first Conjuring did and kind of played on the rhythm of scares and kind of plays with that a little mm. bit, because you know there were there were things that Conjuring did where you were like, oh, the scares coming here. Mm-hmm. A couple more seconds later, it happens like yeah. in a from a different angle, and if it plays with that and does it well, I think it has the potential to be Good. one of the scarier better movies in the past couple of years well, it, what I hope easily. is that the trailer the, the new trailer I hope that it's deliberately edited to get edited to get like dum-dums into the theater yeah. that's what I hope because it feels to me like every every, other every third does. horror film yeah. of the last of the last five or six years and I just it, right. it's like I'm worried about that part of it but I still think that that concept has meat to it getting out in the woods in the dark the shit you can see the shit you can hear the shit you can hear without seeing anything yeah so if you can see without hearing anything, there's too many interesting things to do to say this movie doesn't have a shot. Yeah. But but I I think the found footage thing is something that they like it might convince me right away. It might be great from you know the first scene, but if it's another slow burn found footage thing where it just gets kind of crazy <sighs> at some point, but I do think there's something different about doing found footage in a setting that is scary for an hour and a half. Yeah, that's different. That's I mean, because if things are you know. I, a lot of found footage movies get dark like the last 30 minutes of it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? If the whole movie is set in the dark, yeah. that is that is automatically going to make me tense. So. Yeah, it can be great. It, it can be great. Yeah. So I, I hear you on that. I'm, I hear what you're saying. I'm, I'm so you got Magnificent so. Seven, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Chris Evans, Denzel Washington. Chris, Chris Pratt? Pratt. Chris Pratt. Who did I say? Chris, Chris Evans. Evans. Chris Evans. I'm so sorry. Chris Pratt. You know why I said Chris Evans? Chris Evans was on... Anna Ferris's podcast with Chris Pratt 
and oh, they were yeah. giving out relationship advice, which fucked with my head a little bit. <laughs> um, but that's when I found out that Chris Evans is dating. Uh, yeah, um, Jenny uh, Slate. Jenny Slate. Oh. Great. What a what a couple. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, really interesting. Let's have them at the next like dinner party. That yeah, we attend. yeah. yeah. Too... See if we can arrange that. that seemed Chris Evans is surprisingly funny, man. Surprisingly funny guy. I feel like he's he been... couldn't do what he's done without yeah. being sharp. Yeah. You know, I just think yeah. he, like I said, I think I said he, when we did our Marvel episode that I always thought he was kind of a lunk, and then I realized that he wasn't, and yeah. I realized he just has that. He's just got that all American kind of thick neck yeah. thing that makes you almost want him to be a dumbass. But, right. you know, he's, he's not, man. It's pretty cool. No, he seems cool. Okay, um, so October. Anybody have it? I had a hard time with October, honestly. The um, one that I have is is one that I'm not like super excited about, but I do think it looks kind of good. And what, what, what about is you? that? Uh, the Accountant. Out, okay. Oh, that's yeah. on my list. October it's not 14th. my pick, but it's on my list. It's. it's not I, on my list. I'm glad you picked it because you know got to represent Ben. Yeah. I by default, just by default, have to pick Birth of a Nation just because okay. I've been I've been waiting for this. I, the 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 reviews have been great. Like. Uh, kind of like the way horror films have been hyped up, like mm-hmm. the best movie you'll ever see coming out of Sundance ever. Yeah, and this is written and directed by the the actor that starred. Come on, man! I got I'm I'm already compelled to see it. It's already a rough subject for me, but I want to see it. Yeah, there's no but, way to get into the Nate Parker situation oh, in a kind of quick. We could talk about this shit for like right. ten we hours. Could do, but I, yeah, we should probably shouldn't. Maybe maybe <laughs> at some point, maybe yeah. once we've seen the film, we can talk a right. little we bit about, about it. it. But but no, I agree, I, and I hate to say that that is what made me not, not pick, pick it. it right? But but I, but it's a complicated relationship. You know what I mean? That you have with a movie that you're anticipating for totally separate reasons. Yeah. And I think that we've talked before about separating the art from the artist. Right. And if if we can do it for there's a lot of people we we can do it for and it's a varying degree and i think yeah. that what we're looking at is like the press around this it can be two separate things let's let's be let's be complicated and say that you can be excited for a film and also have yeah. questions about about the the person that made it you know it's this... weird like like i feel like for me this time it's i feel so ahead of it though mm-hmm. that like i i feel the information is kind of tainting me more yeah. than and i, I think ever that have. that's if it's on the front of variety yeah it, for days at a time, yeah. you can't help but click it, and it's a comprehensive look at the whole case. It's fucking with me a little bit. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not even going to lie to you. And the things he said have not been crazy. Have not been. Uh, they've been kind of tone deaf to me. Have you read the Ebony interview? Yeah. Not yet, and I hear this terrible. It's. It's, it's just bad. what he says it, is very like he just doesn't seem to have had the right, like whoever. Whoever whoever needs to brief him yeah. about how to talk about this hasn't done a very good job or something. I mean, he's doing, but he's like saying certain things that sound on paper like okay, he's owning up to certain things, but yeah. then he'll say something that just sounds very up his own ass about the whole situation. Yeah, it's troubling. But yeah, I agree. The movie looks incredible, and I'm I'm still I was excited about it from the first time I heard about yeah. it. So so I, I I have to let that be the feeling that carries me into the theater. Yeah, I mean, okay, so if if by but because the I'll 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 ha- I'll take this one out just because of what it is and what it incites. I'll 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 say that this is a movie I'm excited about, and by default I have to replace it maybe just because it mm-hmm. makes me feel weird just what? talking about it. The movie Birth, Birth of a Nation. Nation. So I'll scratch it out. <laughs> it is a thing that I'm looking forward to, but I'll to replace it a horror film. <laughs> okay, Ouija <laughs> two. Oh, Origin of Evil. Oh yeah, God. <laughs> That looks what? interesting. It looks interesting. What? I mean, come on. I'm just saying from first movie to second movie, 
Somebody went in that studio and was like, what the fuck did you do with the first one? And let's make this one. You think Mike Flanagan can save this? You saw Hush? No, I didn't see Hush. I did you not see, see Hush. Hush. You see Oculus? Yeah. Ah. It's that guy. Yeah, okay. I like him. Hush, I mean, supposedly Oculus he had okay. such a concept for this that they, that they got the ball, ro- the ball rolling on a film that, that yeah. no one really wanted a sequel to. So in that This sense, looks so solid it looks crazy, in comparison. Yeah. It does. That I, I was it's, shocked. It's on my... Uh, yeah. Possibilities. Every it time looks, I see it, good. every time I see the trailer, yeah. it makes me more excited about it. And there's something about taking on the origins of it. I hate that it's in the title, but yeah, maybe it's just because that because the first one was so bad. But yeah, I mean, that's my replacement pick, mm-hmm. and only because of the the feelings that we've all shared mm-hmm. amongst ourselves yeah. about the movie. About about Nate Parker and all that stuff, so yeah. that's my swap out. And I normally don't swap out, but this it's, it's fine. This is an exception. Thank you're you. You're allowed. Thank uh, you. Mine is Girl on the Train. I I, oh. I knew it would be. That would have been one of my other picks. Yeah. That was close, but yeah. yeah. Just looks like it's gonna satisfy that Gone Girl vibe. <laughs> yeah. It's actually and that and that Emily Blunt vibe. Yeah, and that vibe. Yeah. Those are all yeah. fine yeah. by me. Yeah. I'm it's good. a it's a book that you know I work for Penguin Random House, and it's like one of our books. Oh, okay. And people have always told me how good the book was. Uh. Um. So the trailer's great. Uh, yeah. The cast is really good. You know, I'm really Luke Evans, Edgar Ramirez, Emily Blunt. Uh, Edgar Ramirez is running, is moving up my list. Yeah, he's got like, like three or four movies this yeah. year. We do we didn't H- talk Handstone about was I, I thought it was okay. He was great he, in it. He was good in it. He was. I, I was, was losing it on my seat. I think maybe <laughs> because I this is what a shitty summer does to you. Right. I you're think you're right. Pining for something you're right. amazing. You're looking like, for the best part of it, and like he being the best part of the movie, yeah. it makes the movie look better than it is. <laughs> maybe that's it, what it was. It but I was I like intoxicated him, by that dude. Rebecca Ferguson's in it, who I love, yeah. and uh, it just looks good. Yeah. yeah, I hope it's good. Okay. Yeah, me too. It looks good. I got so weird. I got um, kind of Mister Robot vibes just because just um, the, the style, the the crispness of the the movie from the Girl on the Train. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just the crispness of it, the way that it's shot. It looks, yeah. yeah, the way it looks. I don't know nothing about the subject matter. Just I've been it's really very a, like cold. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. There's something about yeah. the way that which also hits that Fincher Gone Girl Absolutely. kind of feeling. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to watch Gone Girl again. So what about November? Nov. <sighs> Uh, November Arrival. Yeah. It was, it, I had that and Doctor Strange kind of jockeying. Like, Doctor Strange for me is more the kind of movie that I'm going to see. It looks cool. I don't know what's going to make it great or horrible. It's sure. like, I'm more interested to see with that movie how how they managed to sell it, as you've mentioned, Steve, how they managed to sell it to that general audience. Yeah. At this point, I think Marvel is the is the brand Definitely. Marvel is the franchise Marvel is the star it seems like it um, and I think it's got a great cast and it could be and I mean I know from the comics that it could be a cool character and I think what they're trying to do they're trying to open up something cool but as when I was looking at that list of what actually comes out in November if I were to say what movie from the trailers if I were just walking in cold what mm-hmm. actually looks like the best movie mm-hmm. and I think uh, not just Denis Villeneuve's track record but the movie itself I think Arrival just looks incredible and it looks like that kind of smart sci-fi that 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 I'm always on board for, yeah. where it's going to take you. It's like, you know, what's the Christopher Nolan film, Interstellar? Yeah. yeah. Whatever you thought about that film going into it, you had that thought of like, I could see something mind blowing. I could see something really smart and really, really uh, like awesomely, just something really well made. Absolutely. Um, and I think Arrival is it's at that point in the, in Villeneuve's career where he's made enough movies that kind of are in different genres slightly. 
Um, and I, and knowing that he's taken on the Blade Runner uh, sequel oh, yeah. next, it just seems like this is the what I want to see from him is some some maybe some some crazy imagery and some crazy ideas. So. That movie looks nuts. Yeah, that's actually I I picked Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. okay. and then the only reason is you know I'm I'm not wanting to see whatever Marvel is. This yeah. is a misstep for Marvel in terms of marketing to me because I don't. I I normally see more of a frenzy about their movies, even months away. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite seeing that, but if they do that kind of, dece- little, you know, a little like, darker, yeah, a, little a little darker, a little more introducing magic, yeah, seeing how this fits into the world. Maybe it's going to be like an Ant Man in the way that, like, see, Ant- I think that's what it might do. It's yeah. like I think it's a it, a different way. Yeah. Whereas Ant Man was like a comedy, and this might be more supernatural, more supernatural and serious. And the I mean, the cast- horror, it's a horror director directing it, right? So it's like I think they've always done that thing of finding people who bring a little something to that Marvel style that we've talked about in the past. And I like, you know, you can't beat Chiwetelogy of Four. You can't right. beat Mads Mikkelsen. I think it's just a. I think there's something interesting. Cast again, really corny about seeing. People in like old timey outfits mm-hmm. in front of cars. Yeah, but what's going to be really <laughs> important to me is the combat. I know that sounds weird, but like the first time they fight, I'll know if I like the movie. Yeah. It's something about. I feel like this is a movie where the marketing tells me they are holding so much back. I think so too. I think that there is a lot of holy shit potentially okay. coming just from the way you know yeah, in, yeah. interdimensional stuff with. Plus, the, as a little spoiler, the Lego toy has like a portal with like a tentacled monster coming oh, out of okay. it. So that just makes me think, you know, sometimes Legos will do that. They'll they spoil give away a scene stuff. in a movie. Yeah, yeah, it's super crazy. Um, they spoil Giant Man in yeah, Civil War. Yeah. Um, but uh, to me, that there's just so many directions Doctor Strange can go that I think would be exciting to see on film. But I, I agree with Steve or whoever it was that said that they just didn't. They, they, like, it's hard to know what, how that marketing is going to hit someone, right. except that people are going, oh, I like Marvel. Yeah, you know, and this doesn't look bad. It just, yeah, it, but it didn't I, even make my list. You and I know this movie is going to ruin Disney. <laughs> it's going to take them down. One one movie. <laughs> this one movie is going to ruin. That? We all know this. Okay. It's going to ruin Disney as a no. corporation. I think. I think. I think. Even if it fails, it's not going to fail. <laughs> yeah. you know no, it's like, impossible. Right. It's impossible. So I mean, that's. I, I'm so emotionally attached to a failure or success. Mm-hmm. Of this, I'm really excited about it because I want to see it work. Yeah, so, yeah I'm so. kind of the same way. Yeah, I want to see it work. So that takes care of November. Moving yeah. into December, I mean, it's to me, it's so obvious that that Rogue One, a Star Wars story, is the movie I'm most excited about in December. It's one that I, I really, from what I've heard about the reshoots, uh, and and just the, the oh overall the making of this movie, it makes you wonder. Like this is the movie that's going to prove or disprove the idea <laughs> of ha- of keeping Star Wars going. Alive, yep. Because Force Awakens, whether you loved it or hated it, it was it was another chapter in the story. Yeah, and that means there's another chapter coming a few years off or a couple years, and then there's another one. There's like a trilogy going on there. Yeah. But the notion of these a Star Wars story films. Uh, where it's going to be an offshoot. That's what is going to be the lifeblood of this as a franchise as it goes forward because they can have one every year. They can create new trilogies with characters they introduced in one of these things. This is a lot of new characters. It's a pretty cool-looking, diverse cast. I really want it to work. I think the trailers have been very like beautiful and very artful. And the imagery has been strong, but you expect the imagery to be strong right. in a Star Wars film. So I'm just saying I'm 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 interested. Kind of what you were saying about Doctor Strange is how I feel about yeah. Rogue One. Except I do think the trailers have been really solid. I just want to yeah, know, like, 
what are they hiding? You know, like what what could be the problem? I can believe that the reshoots were all part of the kind of evolving process of making one of these films, but I can also believe that they're reshooting a lot because because something wasn't working. Um, What I hope is isn't happening is that there was an interesting film that had a different tone than a usual Star Wars film. And now they're going to try to retrofit that tone onto it. Uh. If the reshoots are doing that, that kind of lets me down because when they said they were going to do these offshoot movies, what was interesting was the possibility of a different style, a movie set in the Star Wars universe that doesn't feel like a Star Wars film. Yeah. Maybe Disney's too, maybe there's too many stockholders uh, getting nervous for them to actually experiment with the Star Wars Go brand. Yeah. But that would be my hope, would be that this movie marks a little sidestep from the Star Wars that we know. But, you know, Forrest Whitaker looks cool. Yeah. The, all the stuff with, like, the stormtroopers in a tropical climate, that that looks neat. I don't know. I, I The movie's got me, but I really, I really, it, it could so easily fail yeah it, isn't donnie yang in that like the martial mm-hmm. come on like donnie yang I, do some research on donnie yang listeners donnie yang is incredible mm-hmm. as a martial artist and the fact that he's one of the main characters is crazy it speaks volumes about what they're trying to involve which is more hand it seems like more hand-to-hand combat from what i'm seeing so that's i love shooting people from yards away and, and running towards people but the hand-to-hand is something that hasn't quite been shown as much as I'd like to see. Sure. And it's going to be really cool to see in, in the new movie. So that's going to be Is cool. that your pick for December? No, it's actually not. Because because you know it's you yeah. know that's a part right. of it. But it's actually a movie I've not seen anything about. And I'm only invested in it because it's an A24 movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the monster. It's a monster involved. There's <laughs> It's A24. Come on. I know. They they can't do no wrong except for... Kazan, Scott Speedman. Yeah. Interesting. Mars... Okay. Mars... Mars from America? Yeah. Okay. That was a messed up for me in terms of the studio. I literally turned that movie off in the middle. I I love how your pick for December is an obscure horror film. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Thank you, Ronald. You guys have changed me, man. (laughs) I was talking to Aaron about that shit. So I was talking to my girlfriend. We're just like in the theater. I'm like, this is fucking Steve and John's fault (laughs) that I'm in Don't Breathe. And I'm like, yes. (laughs) And and you know, you know, I was like not really into it. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm just more open now. Definitely, man. And I feel like I've worn off my indie love is kind of worn off. Well, I feel like you've got this thing. You've got a thing with genre, though. I think you can delve. And yeah. I think prior to this, you had delved, like, you grew up with, you had said to me that, like, martial arts films yeah, were kind yeah. of your, instead of horror films, right. you watched those favorite. a lot. But I think when you got into westerns, you had the same approach to, like, I'm going to dig into this. Yeah, and yeah. I think with horror, I, I'm, I guess what I'm saying is I think to you it's like any other genre. Like, when, right. when Tom Cruise started sci-fi, and you got into some <laughs> we, sci-fi films. We invented it in 2005. <laughs> but, like, you can, you can... Um, I think that you are such a completist and you watch so many movies that once you're interested, you are going to have that attitude of like, okay, I now, see it through. And, and now you know what that itch is yeah. that a horror movie scratches. It okay. seems to me like you now approach it the way we do, where you go in going, if this has a couple of good scares, I'm going to come out feeling like it did something right. Yeah, yeah. But these movies we've been seeing recently, like a lot of these kind of more mainstream non-indie films like Don't Breathe, like Lights Out, um, I think I think some of those, I think like there have been some pretty good at least a good level of craft across yeah. a lot of yeah, these films definitely. recently. And they kind of remind me of indie films now is kind of what I'm driving yeah, at. Yeah. Is they remind me of that spirit of an indie film. They're kind of cheap. They can be inventive. It's usually a director who a lot of times they made a short film and then they got a movie out of it. So, yeah, yeah I think I can see how that would that – would, that that feels like a very Ronald thing to do to be like I'm interested in this genre and now I'm, <laughs> now I'm like all in. balls deep yeah. in it. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I, 
I'm telling you, I, I can always tell just by what movies appeared on your Plex server when I see yeah. like nine movies that appear. It's like, oh, Ronald's gotten into uh, you know, right? Uh, Gregory Peck this right. week or whatever. I, like I watched the new Purge. I was mm-hmm. like, I, I mean, I would have watched that before, but like more interest just because I've been into more of the suspense horror genre. So yeah, yeah. So what's your my... pick for December, Steve? My pick is the new movie from Damien Chazelle, La La Land. Okay, with uh, Ryan Gosling. Uh, is that a musical? Stone. Yeah, that and looks so uh, good. J.K. Simmons, Finn Whitrock. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. The trailer came out, or newer trailer came out this past week. It just looks ma- like magical. Mm-hmm. I don't know, just like otherworldly kind of like throwback musical drama. Um, I love, love, love Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone's chemistry mm-hmm. from. Uh, I don't know if you remember them in Crazy Stupid Love. Like their portions of that movie were probably the best parts of the movie. Um, so it's cool to see them again together in something that seems a little more upbeat mm-hmm. and, uh, the musical element has me mm. immediately, yeah, um, yeah. especially knowing that, uh, Chazelle has a, you know, a musical bone in him. So, yeah. um, that is definitely not my looks, tempo. It looks, what's that? Not my tempo. <laughs> not, <laughs> Fuck that noise. <laughs> Fuck that noise. There you go. Um, no, JK Simmons is also in a movie that looks pretty interesting, uh, that month, Patriot's Day. Yeah. With John Goodman, which is like about like the police that are kind of Marky in, Mark's in that too, right? After like yeah, which really. Is, so every movie has Peter something Bird to work it. against. <laughs> um, but it's on my uh, list too, yeah. actually. Like that—that that was one that I hadn't seen actually anything about until I was kind of digging into this for yeah. this today. I, I feel like my list today was very mainstream because I didn't find that many. I didn't find like that comprehensive list that went beyond the kind of big films. So. So I, when you mentioned The Monster, a movie that I've never even heard of, that sounds like one that might have been on my list. It makes me realize maybe I didn't... Maybe I, What source do you guys go to for what's coming out? You just go all I just over? I kind of go all yeah, over. Yeah, comingsoon.net is what I've been... And then, but then there was like... I was trying to search for like smaller releases. So I'm like, smaller release schedule. And then a bunch of A24 stuff came up. And that's how I found out about that movie. It just... Yeah. At this point... I'm going with whatever the studio puts out. They, they, you, 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 yeah. I'm just... They have um, that Marvel brand to you. Yeah, yeah that, that they are, man. Well, they, well, we've said before we might do an episode just looking should, at yeah. A24 movies. Yeah, like, we definitely Because I, I do remember going to see a movie and seeing like two or three trailers that were all A24 films, and they were all the kind of indie film that I gravitate towards. You know, kind of interesting. I do think November and December actually look really solid. Yeah, they like, do. They, there's a lot of like also-rans or... like uh, like. We didn't even mention Jeff Nichols' Loving. From yeah, I would say Loving November. in November. Yeah. Um, one that I'm, I'm just waiting to devour is Manchester by the Sea. Mm-hmm. That looks incredible. Manchester by the Sea does look good. That Passengers good. sounds interesting. When's That's... that movie Lion come out? I don't know how you feel about the movie Lion. Trailer is... looks you, when you sent it. I, I hadn't yeah, seen yeah. it, but I think it looks pretty good. That's like the good. Weinstein's, like one of their big yeah. Oscar contenders. Jack Reacher, never go back. I <laughs> was gonna put Jack. That's on my list. No, it was on. List. It was on my short list too, just because I had a lot of fun with that movie, yeah. and I think yeah. I think Tom Cruise. Does, I think that character was a fun kind of funny character. It's yeah. there's something sort of. Winking at the at the audience about Super the notion 90s. of this, yeah, yeah. like it's right. like a parody, but not yeah. Yeah. not leaning into it so far that it's yeah. like Naked Gun, but it's something so funny about. Well, you know what it is? It's his version of the of Taken. Yep. Yeah. Because it's the same. Yeah. The, the speech he gives in the trailer where he's like, "You know what's going to happen in the next yep. ninety seconds? That's very much like you know, yeah. I have a certain set of skills or whatever. It, it's it's almost like it's like his Birdman. The way that like he's. He's playing a version of himself mm-hmm. from before, but it's a new take on it. Yeah, 
it's it's so informed by everything we know about him mm-hmm. that I, I I really like him just beating people. Is it Christopher up. McQuarrie? Yeah. Okay. See that guy. He's I feel like he's he's become one of my favorite sort of. I don't know what you call that genre. I guess it's action, but it almost seems like it's like retro action or something. Yeah. But I think that he's he's got a good handle on it. So yeah, the fall looks pretty interesting. And looking back at the movies we just mentioned, I think the summer did give us some some of these interesting smaller films. But it was a it was a letdown summer overall. And I'm I'm wondering if the reason why we were so let down by Suicide Squad was because when we got to that film, it was like oh, okay, in August there's this movie that might be a lot of fun that we're really anticipating and I, I think that movie kind of symbolized all the tentpole movies this summer they just there was just something kind of off about them yeah i mean a- after may I, I do think civil war was like the peak of that type oh, of definitely. storytelling for me this year that the big you can see it coming a mile away film i think civil war delivered and i don't know if any of the other Jeez, giant man, films i watched this summer really it delivered really did man. i mean like, star trek beyond was fun i actually it was, it was great i enjoyed that movie a lot i don't mean to shortchange it but it didn't it didn't it wasn't the kind of movie that that knocked you on your ass or anything civil war knocked me on my ass in a way that i just didn't mm-hmm. expect at all i mean like I, it looked good enough but something about the the weaving of the stories so many characters in one movie, it could have been the shittiest version of a movie ever. Right. And it could have been Age of Ultron. It yeah. could have been Age of Ultron, <laughs> and it wasn't. It was like, Civil War, <laughs> and it was so well done, so woven together that I I can't wait to watch watch it at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a copy of it. I'm ready. Um, I just need a good a afternoon on the weekend to just sit down and watch it. So, so there we go, guys. Done. Fall, here we come. Yep. Yeah. I think we have some good picks. I think we do too. I don't want to. I want. I don't want to come back in, in November and say fuck, <laughs> Doctor Strange. I oh, be like, speaking of looking forward to future episodes, maybe this is something we need to address. We've talked about maybe for our kind of Halloween episode this year, mm-hmm. doing a horror movie franchise. Oh, right, oh yeah, right, right. Yeah. I thought it would be good to let people listening to the show know if we are doing that, what franchise we're doing. Mm-hmm. Did we decide? No, I don't think we decided. <laughs> I think so. Should we take <laughs> suggestions too? Is that hey? Thing? That's the way to get people on Facebook. Yes, absolutely. But there's only so many that I think that's a no, Ronald. No. Well, I mean, I just feel like I just feel, I feel well. I mean, we could do that, but I'm just saying I still feel like well, we wouldn't listen. Just to giving it. people too much power. <laughs> but I still think you got to find that right. It's got to be scary movies. It's got to be a franchise that has. Yeah, right. Scary what, if people, movie. what if people vote in scary movie? I will punch them in the face. Or do all of uh, Marlon Wayans is like horror spinoff spoofs? <laughs> Those are so bad. What if, house? What if we each nominate a franchise and then and then people can choose between the ones we nominated? That could work. Yeah. That could on work. the spot, come up with something right like, now? Well, I mean, I didn't know if you had yeah. given it any Do you want to just... Uh, is it, are, we, are we going for, like, obscure horror films? Like, not mainstream <laughs> classics? I am. I was thinking of particularly just how many horror film series have so many movies in them. Sure. And there's some that I've just never watched. That's sure. what made me think of it. And that's sure. why I, the one I'm nominating is Candyman. Because right, I've never right. seen a Candyman film. Right. And there's enough of those that I bet they get pretty How silly. many are there? There's probably five or six. Wow. Yeah. Mine is This Ain't Scream, XXX, one, two, three, no. I don't know. Candyman was a good one. Um, Oh, man. On the spot. Shit on the spot is hard. Uh, Shitting on the spot. Saw. Shit on the spot. Saw. I'm always going to say Saw. Saw. You can nominate Saw. I'll say Saw. Even though I'm I'm afraid of Saw. Seesaw. Because I haven't liked what I've seen, but... (laughs) Have you seen any of them? I've seen, yes. I've seen bits and pieces of them. <laughs> bits and pieces? Which it, one? It just feels to me, it sounds like a really repetitive concept. 
after three, it gets dumb. And the mythol- but but the premise of this is we will watch the franchise oh. <laughs> and talk about the whole franchise the same way we talked about like all the Mad Max. Movies. That's what kind of makes me happier if yeah. we actually choose Saw because there are so many at this point. I guess I'll nominate Sleepaway Camp. Okay. How many Sleepaway Camps like are there? Like five or six. Really? Okay. And I think there's a remake. I don't know. Jesus I don't know. Christ. There's That's at true. least five, Okay. I think. So let's so pick those three. three. We, have, we have three solid. Yeah, and then post them up and see what people And say. we'll put something up on the Facebook page yeah. that, that says that we're trying to decide. So yeah. we'll, I wonder, there's votes. probably some poll we can get going on Facebook. Yeah. Right? They probably have some We could post polls that. on, eight, on yeah. Facebook, right? Technology. Yeah, I feel like that's the thing. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. excited. So, Candyman, Saw, <laughs> and, and Sleepaway Camp. camp. <laughs> that seems very representative. Like, yeah. yeah. Multiple generations of people could probably be satisfied right. with this. Right, so. right. Right, right. Um, <laughs> have either of you seen any Sleepaway Camp? No, movies? and that makes me. Super I know, happy. I know the, I know all about the first one, and I remember seeing it a long, long time ago. Okay. But it's not fresh in my mind. Good, but I know good, the good. ending. I know okay, the ending good, of the good. first one. Yeah, <laughs> good. <laughs> Sleepaway Camp. I've never seen them, That's and that great. makes me okay. so super happy. Yeah, okay. cool. So if you're listening, um, um, look out for that. <laughs> look out for that. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. That's what happens. That's a live. That's a live thing of us thinking something through. Yeah, and we're like, look. Oh yeah, yeah. when well, that happens. Yeah. yeah. So we definitely need to put it up on Facebook now because I'll put it on my to do list. Right, there's no. I was thinking like there's a they, in the podcast that they're listening to. They can vote. You know, right. we're not quite there yet. We're not that far into yeah. the Tom Cruise sci-fi world yet <laughs> to get that like podcast with a live poll going. And then in a couple of weeks, uh, our next episode, we're going to be talking about animal movies. And we realized there's a that's a loaded subject. There's it tons. is. It's so loaded. And even within the category that we found, I found there's there was some gray area. So I, it'll be interesting to see what what choices. One of the most have. controversial. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, yeah this, so, this has probably been the most controversial topic that movie movie has ever experienced. I think well, because so. it on our Facebook like, message thread. On, yeah, like in the, the barest, sim, like the simplest idea of just what it is animal movies it sounded like a pretty clean concept but right. then once we started talking about it we realized there's a lot of there's a lot of variance there yeah. so so yes next time we'll be talking about animal movies and it'll probably be one of we figured there's three different categories <laughs> we could get out of that idea <laughs> well, so that's next time on movie movie and uh, yeah again hit up the facebook it's just go to movieshmovie.com it'll take you right to the facebook page if you've never been there before like it share it whatever you want to do look out for the poll that we're going to post for the uh, this year's halloween episode Ooh. and uh you know, iTunes is always there. Spotify. Are we on Spotify? I meant to ask you. No, we're not. We need to make that happen because I just started using it and I'm really into it now. It's cool, right? Yeah. Um, but Spotify. The way Spotify works is the the network the that we're on has to be in it. Okay, be in it. But right. apparently, there's a that he's been trying to do it. Okay. So, so quick answer. No, we're not on that. <laughs> Psych. But we are on Google. We're on Google, on Google. and you can stream it. Yeah. You don't have to download, you don't have to download it. it. So do that so, if you prefer to stream in iTunes. If we get on Spotify, that'd be huge. That'd be cool. But we're working on yeah, it. Yeah, it's, we're working it's on in it. process. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, as always, you've made our day. Thanks a lot for listening. Bye. We made our whole summer. As, yeah, as always, you've made our whole summer. <laughs> there you go. Bye.